to But What If, though. Otherwise known as Butwit. I'm Davey. And I'm Jamie. And this is a a podcast where we cast wild speculation on the nature of the unknown. Um, I've... I've I've come into a bit of a, a bit of a confusing state recently, Jamie. Uh, I sort of I came across a question that maybe I should have asked earlier in my life, but I I, just, I didn't. Um, tell me, Davey, tell me. Where, where do I live? I'm a philosopher. What? Where, where do I live? Because you know you've got your whole like from Chicago, not Chicago, but Illinois, whatever, but uh, Indiana. Indiana, I, I, Davey, Indiana. Indiana. <laughs> Illinois is the cool big brother of Indiana. But where do I come from? Um, well, you were born in Canada. Right, but where am I now? I don't know. Where are you? I, I don't I don't know. I I I heard there's this place called like New Zealand. I've heard that name, but that's not a real place, is it? No, that's not a real place. No, that's... it's like a Facebook. That's even a Facebook group that tells you New Zealand is yeah, a that's, real place. Yeah, that's like it's like a meme. It's like it's like a big jokey joke. New Zealand, the uh. The island. Yeah, it's like it's like Atlantis, right? It's like, oh, let's go to Atlantis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, New Zealand. Yeah, it's where the hobbits are from, you know. Yeah, Lord of the that Rings, kind of all stuff. that. But it's not a it's not a real place. It's not in any maps or anything. So. No. But that's. Then where am I? Where am I? I don't know. Australia. That does make sense. Maybe we should do some more research into this. Maybe. Maybe if we do some research into some other mythical places, we can uncover the mystery of wh- where I am. Maybe all these mythical places are like somewhere else, and if we find that, are you saying we... you think that all these mythical places are real? Well, are we going to try and find New Zealand? Well, what I'm saying is that I supposedly live in New Zealand, and we know that that's a mythical place. So, I mean, if I live in a mythical place, then surely we have to, you know entertain the idea so you're saying you seem to be in a mythical place right therefore how could other I be... mythical places might in fact exist yeah how could i be close-minded to mythical locations if i live in one hmm so if we just sort of uh skip straight across the other end of the world have you ever heard of a little mythical island called thule Vaguely. Vaguely. I've, I've heard the name. Oh, really? I've heard the name. I, I hadn't. So. Um, tell me about it, Dave. Well, there's this island that Greek explorers like to talk about. Uh, it's a place that's a bit of disagreement on the location of. Mm-hmm. And I think it was kind of just a sort of meme amongst Greek explorers that they would talk about this great place called Thule that they would all go to. And it was kind of like a gatekeeping thing for like, oh, you're a Greek explorer? You ever been to Thule? Oh yeah, I've been to Thule. Thule's pretty cool. Yeah, Thule's pretty great. And it was kind, mm. of, the, kind of a conversation starter for Greek philosophers. See. Yeah, see, that's why I've heard of it, because I'm a philosopher. Yeah, exactly. It probably will have come, a lot, come up a lot there. Mm-hmm. So there's this, there's this great quote about a skeptic talking about one of these Greek explorers bragging about his adventures to Thule. So, skeptically talking of this explorer, he said, uh, so what's his name? Uh, Pythias, who has led many people into error by saying that he traversed the whole of Britain on foot, 
giving the island a circumference of 40,000 stadia, and telling us also about Thule, whose regions in which there was no longer any proper land nor sea nor air, but a sort of mixture of all three of the consistency of a jellyfish, in which one can neither walk nor sail, holding everything together. So to speak. (laughs) So to speak. I love that he finishes it with oh, so to speak. Sort of like sort of like a jellyfish island, so to speak. That sounds like a cool place. It would be really cool if we could find Phil. Yeah, and other people said it that the it was kind of like it was described as a frozen wasteland utopia. Which seems a bit strange. Counterintuitive? (laughs) A bit canter. A bit contrary. But yeah, so they describe it as like this frozen icy wasteland where people just like ate a lot of honey and drank a lot of mead and lived on herbs and stuff. Hmm. And it's described as being halfway. What do between... the, the bees eat in this situation? I don't think there's any honey left for the bees. I think the bees are magical Thulean bees. They no, just... I mean like there must be there must be flowers or something. But... No, magic Thulean bees. They uh. Okay, I see. I see. They pollinate. They pollinate the ice, and they make honey from it. Mhm. Oh man, and he had this. This is just such a great sort of ancient jab. He called Pythias an arch falsifier. Wow. I think that's a term I need to move into my vocabulary. Thou, arch falsifier. What do you mean by that? Arch falsifier. <laughs> it's like a pretty high level falsifier. Like, like just in the sense that he's like a total liar. It sounded like this Pythias guy was like a career liar, like a really, really impressive one. So kind of like Trump. Yeah. Ooh. But um. Oh, do we talk politics on this show? <laughs> Why not? I guess we nobody's just did. Gonna, nobody's gonna listen. <laughs> yeah, nobody's gonna care. <laughs> oh, we just lost our. I one mean, the, the NSA is definitely listening. Oh, um, okay. But... We've got a problem here. So I'm looking at the stats on our show right now. It says zero viewers. It just went to the negatives. We have negative one viewers now, Jamie. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit tragic. Oh no. We've. Uh, we've does that got... mean that even does that mean that one of us isn't viewing it? <laughs> I've stopped. I've stopped listening to this show. We're at negative one now. On the uh, on the charts for listeners, we've actually dropped off the bottom of the list. Oh, mm-hmm. it looks like there's been some sort of like arithmetic overflow. We're back at the top. We're at the top of the list now, Jamie. We are the most popular okay, podcast yes. show in the world. This is incredible. If we say it, it must be true. <laughs> Everything I say is true. Oh, and it's also it was. Have you ever heard of Pliny the Elder? I feel like you probably would have heard of. Of that. course. Yeah. Uh, why is my tw- why is my Twitter handle at Jam the Elder? Ah, very nice. Yeah, I've thank I've, you. I've recently learned of this guy, and he's oh man, what a legend! Truly, mm-hmm. a legend of ancient times. And he claimed that Thule uh, it has a day night cycle of six months, so six months day of six months night, which so maybe in six months day the bees can like make a whole bunch of honey. And then in the six months of night, they just eat all the honey. <laughs> it's kind of just like hibernating bees. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. And it seems plausible, except that he's describing the North Pole. Like, that's the North Pole. Yeah. Which is also kind of interesting that, like, he actually sort of hit the nail on the head there of describing something above the Arctic Circle. I mean, not quite. Like, that's only the exact North Pole, but... Still, that's some pretty impressive, like, uh, astrology he's got. 
Smart man, Pliny. Mm. Indeed. Yeah. But of course, Thule is but just of course. just one of many mysterious places of the world. How about we go into the surface of the earth? I know you've heard of Thule, but have you heard of Agartha? Agartha? Is that I don't even know how it's pronounced. Uh no, I haven't heard of Agartha. Well, did you know that there is a uh, a sort of mystical utopian kingdom inside the earth at the earth's core? That sounds plausible. In fact, I think they made a documentary about it with Brendan Fraser. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, very enlightening documentary. I mean, my understanding is that scientists have like don't really know what's in the middle of the earth. So, yeah. I I I I don't see no reason to think that this hypothesis is any less good than the, Fraser. any other one. Yeah, I mean, it's not like anyone's actually been down there. They've just, like, quote-unquote, listened to earthquakes. I mean, that's just rhetoric, let's be honest. At least nobody's gone down there and come back to tell the tale. Wow. Because why would you if it's utopia? Ah, well, you see, I mean, the theory is that people can go down there, that there, there are entrances to this subterranean empire... And in fact, evidence has been found of such entrances in Antarctica. If you go to this, uh, this very scientific, very convincing link at www.abovetopsecret.com, you will mm-hmm. find very compelling, irrefutable even, evidence of tunnels, caverns going down into Agartha. Well, I mean, that seems like pretty obvious, clear evidence, so I'm convinced. In fact, one of these holes has the distinct shape of a UFO. So, wait, what? Yes. What's what's the shape of a UFO? Now, this is where the closed-minded sheeple of the world might struggle to understand what's going on here. But the truth is, at least my theory, these Agarthians, perhaps these are the world builders, Jamie. Perhaps they're the ones who put us here on the surface of the earth why are we looking at the stars for aliens aliens aren't up there they're hiding under the surface of the earth they're inside the earth itself watching us from within you know that actually makes a lot of sense yeah i mean like we haven't seen them anywhere and they should be somewhere like like honestly it's borderline plausible mm. i mean like and they're the ones who built the pyramids and stuff right right which is why I, and, I mean, what else the and like stonehenge and stuff uh no no that was actually guys with um clever stone age technology yeah no the very very impressive feat of human engineering that one um moving those are you sure yeah no i'm 100 percent sure i was there you were there i was yeah i was there i um are you from agartha i am i am an agarthian citizen i am of the engineer species so how do the agarthians feel about the fact that you're outing them is actually um well no one listens to this podcast so i don't think they'll ever find out it would it would be certain but they've death. got really advanced technology so they probably know you see that's the problem because their technology is too advanced they they don't comprehend the use of like uh electronics or radio communications anything like that they they look at the technology i'm using right now is like archaic human technology they just don't really get it so I mean, that seems like a bit of a blind spot from a surveillance perspective but yeah whatever. each to their own they're not super aware of humans at all. They're more see of us, more see humans as like a 
just kind of like a parasite, maybe with like a bacterial film on the surface of their custom-engineered space rock. It's actually a spaceship, by the way. The Earth is a spaceship for Agarthians. They they built it to hide. I mean, obvious. I mean, obviously, the Earth is a spaceship. It's traveling through space. Yeah. Like, and it's just like too perfect to have been created naturally. So, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's kind of like they they evolved in a much hotter climate, perhaps primordial days of Earth or on another planet somewhere. And they just they really needed like a nice hot ball to hide inside. So that's what the Agarthians are up to. They're just chilling down there. Mm. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, so uh, since you're from Agartha, maybe you can like take me there sometime. Uh, since, you know. No. Actually, wait a minute. How are you from Agartha if you're my brother? Why am I not from Agartha? I must be, I must be an Agarthan citizen. I just don't know about it. Okay. Yeah. We should probably have a proper conversation about this sometime. Um, Maybe maybe off the air so that even the the potential one person doesn't hear. Yeah, about it. Uh, you weren't supposed to find out this way. I'm so sorry. But now, coming back. Oh, actually, no. First, have you heard of Shambhala? Shambhala. Shambhala. It's a it's a spiritual kind of utopia in uh, Tibetan Buddhism, and okay. Yeah, so it's very. This might seem very normal on the outside, but there's this, this sort of uh, second coming kind of thing where the armies of Shambhala will walk the earth in the year 2434, I believe it was. And so, I mean, I don't want to alarm you, but basically that's when the Agarthians are going to retake the surface of the earth. You see it, they've sort of been cultivating it. And Shambhala and Agartha, kind of the same thing. So in the year 2434, you can expect the armies of Agartha, of Agartha to uh, take the surface of the earth once more from this human plague. Just, um, you know, pencil it to your schedule. Okay, so in 400 years' time, in a little bit. Yeah, just um, maybe, pff, I don't know, stock up in some TV, binge Netflix. Canned goods. Canned goods, bunker and four, plenty of rice, good high calorie, long. I've actually got some emergency rations already in my uh, Trump escape kit, but. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Now I just need to make them last until the year 2434 and you'll be a okay. Well, I need to stock up enough by 2434 that I can last for. How long is this going to last for? Oh, a turn. Forever? Indefinitely? Yeah, indefinitely, yeah. Well, if I survive for the next 400 years. Hopefully, I'll figure out a way to survive for the rest of eternity. Yeah, that, that's probably the ideal circumstance. I wouldn't mind okay. forever. Hmm. Speaking of incredible ancient empires and Greek explorers, actually, how about Atlantis? So when I say Atlantis, what, what does that invoke? your minds what does it make you think of stargate stargate yeah they had a pretty, <laughs> they had a pretty good take um, to it actually <laughs> i think of the city that sunk under the water but may still exist buried under the water somewhere right i don't know the ancient world stuff well you would be wrong about all of that because you see what atlantis really is was it was sort of like this 
kind of like a hegemony, I guess. This like massive continent, supposedly in like the Far East, uh, nine thousand years before ancient Greece. It was basically this cool story Plato told to hype up Athens. He basically <laughs> describes Atlantis as being this incredible empire spanning a continent and a bunch of islands, but Athens totally fought it off. Plato was just, like, so obsessed with the idea of Athens being the greatest place ever that he had to invent, like, this super empire to for Athens to beat. Kind of like a superhero comic. So he said... Right, but but for, for Plato, I mean, the idea of Athens, the idea of Atlantis exists in the realm of, you know, forms. So maybe he wasn't lying, exactly. Yeah, and there are definitely some theories on this. <laughs> so, let, this, this is what Plato had to say on Atlantis. I think it's, oh, it's such a great, such great hype. For it is related in our records how, once upon a time, your state, referring to Athens, stayed the course of a mighty host, which, starting from a distant point in the Atlantic Ocean, was insolently advancing to attack the whole of Europe and Asia to boot. For the ocean there was at the time navigable, for in front of the mouth which you Greeks call, as you say, the Pillars of Heracles, there lay an island which was far larger than Libya and Asia together. It was possible for the travelers of that time to cross from it to other islands, and from the islands to the whole of the continent over against them, which encompasses that veritable ocean. For all that we have here, lying in the mouth of which we speak, is evidently a haven, having a narrow entrance, but that yonder is a real ocean, and the land surrounding it may most rightly be called, in the fullest and truest sense, a continent. Now, in the island of Atlantis, there exists a confederation of kings of great and marvellous power, which held sway over all the islands, and over many other islands also, and parts of the continent. You're like, damn. Yeah, that's like, sounds like pretty epic. It's like this Atlantis place, oh man, is it great. But Athens is totally better. Atlantis, impossibly good. Athens... One step above. It's like little kids when it's like, I hate you to infinity. I hate you to infinity plus one. Like, Plato couldn't quite describe how great Athens was, so he just basically said, this country's great to infinity, but Athens is plus plus one. one. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) (laughs) And thus... So wait, do we think think that Atlantis doesn't exist then? This is one of, like, it'll be drawing the line of Atlantis. Like, the other mythical places probably exist atlantis just played up being stupid um yep 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 except okay not everyone agrees twist (laughs) not everyone agrees you see modern culture modern pop culture at least has gone a bit wild with the idea of atlantis and it finally it sort of picked up a cult following of worryingly smart people so, if you go to this website I just linked, it's uh, it's a lot like the Flat Earth Society. It's basically people trying to trying to prove the location of Atlantis, and honestly, it's pretty convincing. So while by the way, by the way, for our many listeners, uh, you can hear more about Flat Earth in our first podcast. 
Uh, yeah, do that ASAP. Yeah. So. Play. Okay, the, the true history of Atlantis. The true the history. cataclysms of fire and water of worldwide extent of which we speak. Okay, no, this website's really bad because you can't actually read the whole thing. <laughs> and like when they. Like, they who, des- who designed this website? Yeah, the, the column's cut off on the right side and the images aren't indented from the text. Like, it's, it's pretty bad. But This is so amateur. They, I've never made a website, but I'm sure I could do better. They present some pretty good arguments, though. So, Why does introduction not have a capital? <laughs> I'm sorry. Nothing you say can be taken seriously the, if you can't even capitalize your titles. The ellipsis sunk in continent revealed, all lowercase. What happened mm-hmm. during the Pleistocene? All lowercase. Like, Indonesia, the site of Eden. All lowercase. Seriously, there is just no capitalization. They haven't even capitalized Atlantis in a mm-hmm. title. Oh, I'm excited for The Bible is Right After All. All lowercase. lowercase. <laughs> so it seems like their general theory is broken down that about 18,000 years ago during the last Great Ice Age, uh, the sort of Indonesian plateau was all like a single landmass extending south from uh, Southeast Asia. And so... Oh yeah, I'm seeing a map here. It says, this map leaves no room for doubt about the reality (laughs) of what we are affirming. Beyond contestation, this is Atlantis. Okay, well, there you go. So there is some sort of interesting ground to this theory that there was like a a great Indonesian kingdom about 18,000 years ago that somehow managed to sail around the bottom of Africa or like somehow got to Athens. My geography is not great, but I'm pretty sure it's not easy to get to Athens from Indonesia. Yeah, I don't really know how you do that. I mean, you'd have to go over land, surely. And they even come back to Thule, which was like a bit of a twist for me. So now they claim that Thule corresponds to the Pillars of Heracles, which is also the Plateau of Indonesia when it was above land. And so despite everyone else seeming to think that Thule was like this northern, very northern, like Arctic Circle place, they seem to have irrefutable evidence that Thule is Indonesia. So maybe... So I'm confused up. about how people could be so confused about something like that. Because there was a lot of confusion about what Thule was, but pretty much everyone... Like, did, they, did they just keep sailing north, and then they like went so far north, they started coming south again, and eventually they hit Indonesia? Oh, so you're saying that everyone else just sort of like uh, underestimated the industrious nature of these Greek explorers. So everyone else is thinking, oh, so north of north of Britannia, that means like probably Norway or Iceland or something. But these guys are like, oh no, 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 no. These Greek explorers, they were they were grand explorers. They went so far north, they punched right through Antarctica amidst the Ice Age. Wait, no, right through right through the Arctic Circle, the Arctic. around the backside, <laughs> yeah. back around the entire other side of the Earth and Antarctica, and then came up to Indonesia. So they did like a full circumnavigation of the Earth northward from Europe. I, I, I think that's probably what happened. Yeah, so I, like, I encounter this trouble all the time. You know, I get out of my boat. I'm like, okay, so Australia's northwest. I'll sail over there. 
And then, oh, whoops, I missed Australia. Now I've hit New Zealand again. Dang. Where did the last yeah. two years of my life go on this sea voyage? Yeah, and you're like, yeah, you know, I thought that was taking a little bit too long. How long do you guys think that took? About six days? Yeah, about six days, probably like just north of Britannia. It's, cool. it's hard to say, though. The uh, historical records are not perfect. I do always enjoy the uh, the certainty that these people have of their determinations. Mm -hmm. It takes a certain confidence to look at a map. Sorry, I'm just uh, eating out cracker. <laughs> We all know what's important here at the crackers. I mean, crackers are definitely the most important. Definitely. In fact, should we just um, should we just stop the show and eat some crackers? I mean, I'm just eating crackers anyway. Yeah, so. actually, do you mind just eating the crackers a bit closer to the mic so we can get a good listen? Yeah, thanks. There we go. Much better. Nice, okay. Really top-notch sound effects going on. Yeah, you see... There are a lot of podcasts out there doing somewhat similar things to what we're doing, but none of them, not one of them, is... It's listening know, to Jamie Chu. Yeah. None of them are really keying in on the cracker-eating market. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty big market, I'm sure. There's got to be like 100,000 listeners out there going through podcasts like, you know what, this is great, this one's educational, this one's funny, but none of them are just eating a cracker in my ear. Right. I just need... I mean, why has nobody thought of this before? I don't know. Should we just rebrand this podcast as eating a cracker in your ear? I mean, we might get more listeners. You see. Well, we, can't, we, we can't get any fewer listeners. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently we did. We went to the negative one. That's true. So wait, so if there's two of us, so the lowest we can go is negative two, right? Just neither of us listens yes. to our show. Yeah. Well, that's our target. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy to achieve, because we can just decide not to listen to the show. <laughs> so I guess Atlantis was um, this Indonesian kingdom that is now engulfed by the sea. So how did Greece defeat them? Oh, Athens, sorry. Athens. Are you kidding? Greece, Jamie? Greece? I know, I know. So anachronistic. I'm, I'm sorry. Did you just compare the beautiful... The greatness of Athens <laughs> to the... the... The, the broad mix of often terrible things that encompasses all of ancient Greece. That's so ridiculous. I can't believe uh, I did that. Under the, the perfect plus one kingdom of Athens? Kingdom? What was Athens? Indeed. I suppose it was probably some sort of like pseudo-democracy or something. I don't know anything. I don't know anything, Jamie. Uh, are, are, you, are you kidding me, Jamie? I literally don't know anything. I come from under the surface of the earth and I live in a place that doesn't exist. Obviously, I don't know anything. Um, I think you should probably go read some Plato, actually. That's what I have ever said to anyone. But... but all he does is talk about how great Athens is and how they crushed Atlantis. Um, that's not all he talks about. It's the major theme, but it's not all. Yeah, no. okay. Every once in a while, there's stuff about <laughs> the Athenian democracy that originated around... 550 BC, and the you know, the origin of democracy, if you will. And the three men in the cave looking at their shadows in the cave wall and also Athens defeated Atlantis and they went out of the cave. He just has like a footnote at the bottom of every second page like, oh, and by the way, Athens, Athens is the shit. Yeah. You see the way we wiped the floor with Atlantis? Oh man, Atlant Atlantis was great, but... But not a democracy. Not a so... democracy, no. 
there was uh, great empires and kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Basically, democracy is the shit. Yeah. Democracy wins all. Mm-hmm. And that's how we ended up with Trump. <laughs> Three strikes. <laughs> <laughs> so there seems to be yeah. a pretty common theme here of these places are basically like explorers trying to hype up their journeys as far as i can tell which is what uh just what el dorado seems to be as well so these guys they went to well they came across some aztec kingdom and they encountered a ritual where a guy would paint himself in gold dust and he would bathe in the lake and so that guy became el dorado that was he was the golden one and then over time the story got embellished and then the man El Dorado became the city of gold and then the kingdom of gold and then the empire of gold. Yeah. So it seems like pretty much every case here it's just uh, some sort of explorer's story that gets embellished over and over until it's uh, completely... Yeah, but I mean, I, it's a real place though, right? El Dorado? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, that like one's what... real. Yeah. Um, I mean, good, great, because I, I thought it was real. I mean, just like all the other ones are real. Yeah, except New Zealand. But you just said you were going from New Zealand to Australia in the book. Oh, you were just like, yeah, you know, it was it's a thought experiment. It's, it's, thought experiment. It's, it's metaphorical, you know? It's like, it's philosophical, abstract. I see. Yeah. Hmm, that makes sense. Okay. Just a bit of a joke. Sorry, I was confused. A bit of a what, joke. What joke. <laughs> Sailed away from <laughs> New Zealand and came back to <laughs> New Zealand, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm actually noticing that on this uh, on this top secret whatever website, New Zealand very much not on the map, which is as expected. New Zealand's not on the map. I mean, it's one thing to put Atlantis on a map, yeah. but putting New Zealand on a map—that's just a bit extreme. Yeah, it's it's sort of it kind of ruins the joke. You know what I mean? Because it's kind of like, haha, Atlantis on the map. It's so funny. Then you put New Zealand on the map. It's like, okay, come on, all right. Like it was funny until until you just got a little bit too ridiculous. Yeah, just went too far. Maybe I'll maybe I'll go back and edit that New Zealand bit out of the out of the podcast because I just I don't think it's very funny. It's just a bit too a bit too obvious. It's on the nose, you know. Yeah, because everybody knows that New Zealand doesn't exist. Exactly. So it's just like, come on, you're trying to come like. You're trying to make the New Zealand joke again. Like, again. Oh, yeah, very funny. New Zealand's a place. <laughs> We've all seen that so. Facebook group. I mean, that's so 2012. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we'll edit that out. Yeah, we'll do that. Totally be bothered doing that. With all the effort I put into this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, conclusions? Conclusions. Um... Uh, we can do like like sort of a Mythbusters type thing, like plausible. Okay, so I'm going to go through the list, and uh, you give me your opinion on. So I guess we'll measure it on a scale of exists, doesn't exists, doesn't exists. So exists, doesn't exist, plausible. All right. Okay. Okay. So from the top, New Zealand doesn't exist. Absolutely, Thule. I, th- I thought we were taking it off the list though. But anyway, Thule. Um, I think that one definitely exists. There's like two different like corroborating sources, like the, the Indonesia and the the other people who think it's up in Norway or something. So position unclear, but 
Probably. I think it exists. Definitely exists. Could be Norway, could be Indonesia. Yeah. Okay. El Dorado. Um, exists. All right. Cool. Cool. We should um, we should go there. Gold. Yeah. Okay. So. Um. Yeah. I mean, no, El Dorado exists. doesn't exist. There's no gold. Jamie, there's no gold. No, there's no gold. I yeah, it doesn't exist. Cool. No gold there. Moving on. Nobody should go there. No, no. El Dorado. Uh, Gartha. What's that? Um, exists, right? Shh. No, I'm just never sure that. It was fine. You said they didn't listen to the podcast. I have been receiving communications in the interim. Um, there's some very angry Agarthans. The president, he uh, he's you mean non-Agarthan? I mean, I received a not text from an anonymous, unimportant individual, not related so, to no. the Agarthan high government, and he did not tell me to shut up, shut up now about Agartha right now. You're going to. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna downgrade it to plausible. And then, um, and then there will be the purge. But, we will have to purge them. If they find out we're here, they will all be purged. You have done this. You have brought this upon in them. In 24, 23 or something. Wow, he just goes on and on and on. Purge, fire, uh, flames from below, melts their cities, burn. Uh, Atlantis? I'm going to say plausible. Yeah, I actually think... I think it's plausible, but I'm not convinced because their website, as we as we said, was pretty bad. So, plausible theory, terrible execution. Yeah, yeah. I I need better evidence. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think I think a lot of the uh... also Plato, infinity plus one stuff. I come on. Yeah, a lot of the doubt. Stop being a child. A lot of the doubt comes from the fact that like Plato's Atlantis was clearly just like a total hype story whereas the actual idea of a kingdom being swallowed by the sea is it's pretty reasonable it's plausible yeah there were some uh, very powerful ancient kingdoms yeah maybe plato knew that atlantis existed um but it was really far away and so he was just like oh i can say that athens beat them because they're never gonna come here also it happened nine thousand years ago so you probably didn't hear about it yeah like literally how like nine thousand years ago plato dude how would you know that just believe me trust me i'm plato nine thousand years ago athens fought off a giant empire and is totally infinity plus one awesome yes so plausible who knows who knows uh athens uh, athens yeah plausible plausible yeah and definitely we haven't really discussed we really discussed it, but I, mean, I think it's plausible. And definitely Infinity Plus One awesome, if it exists. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah, I think we're good. I feel I like we've covered, a lot of, we've, covered, we've covered a lot. We've covered a lot of ground. We've talked about some mythical places. Um. Learned a lot about Plato. Yeah. Uh, Which is always good. Initiated and subsequently prevented a purge of the human race. Yep, and realized that we still don't know where you are. Yep. Still having some serious anxiety about that. Well, good luck with that, Danny. Excellent. See you in El Dorado. And I will see you there next week. On Buttwit. I don't-